What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's conversation is with Fayez Rana, one of the main reasons this podcast started in the first place. Over two years ago, he believed in me enough to help me record the first episode on a Whole Foods rooftop, and you can literally hear birds the entire time. It is pretty funny. Things look way different for the both of us these days, but our friendship remains the same. Tune in for an enlightening conversation where Fias speaks a ton of truth about what it is like growing as a person, CEO, partner to his future wife, and everything in between. It is an absolute honor to have friends like him, and I'm excited for y'all to have the chance to learn from him during this episode. So let's give it up for episode 100 with Fias Rana. What is up, fam? CJ Finley here, back with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. And today is a super special day for me, not only because... The guest today is someone that is super important to my life, but because today is episode 100. Somehow I made it this far. Um, It's been a wild journey, but I'm really looking forward to getting in this conversation and I'm going to switch it up because why not? So today, instead of introducing my guest, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself and then see where this conversation goes. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Fayez. I was uh, guest number one on the Thrive on Life podcast, so I'm happy and honored to be here for number 100. In short, my occupation is the co-founder CEO of Prep to Your Door. We deliver organic plant-based meals in Austin, Houston, all over Texas very soon, and hopefully everywhere shortly after that. How did we meet? We met at Whole Foods, our old stomping grounds. You know, through Instagram, just two guys trying to build something that we cared about that could help other people, help ourselves by helping others. And we were just watching episode one and it it just speaks to like what you and I both connected over and believe in, which is just getting started, believing in ourselves. We were saying before we started the podcast, like, you know, cheers to embarrassing ourselves again two years from now and i think that's what we're all about is just like if we keep getting better then you know we can chuckle at our we will chuckle at this podcast you know in in 2023 when we look back on this we'll be like oh man look at those two if we're not we're doing it wrong and that's where i just want to for anybody that doesn't know fayez he's had an important role in my life because seeing him and uh his partner heather build out prep to your door has given me the confidence to not only build out thrive and the projects that I'm working on, but more so myself. And that's really where I just really value our friendship because it's hard to find somebody that is like, yo, I have this idea, let's go do it. And they're also almost as gung-ho as you are, even though it's not their idea. That's a really tough thing to find in our world. And that's that's why I connected with you because I'm the same way. Like you have an idea. I still remember uh, one of the first photo shoots that I remember ever being a part of was <laughs> the prep door sticking out of my book bag yeah. and feeling like a model. And you giving me that opportunity to like just be creative is super <laughs> valuable in this world. Um, and anybody that hasn't listened to episode one, if you're listening on Spotify right now, I don't think you can scroll all the way back for some reason. I'm not sure about Apple Podcasts, but if you go to my website, thriveonlife.com slash podcast, you can scroll all the way to episode one. I'm going to be putting out some content that kind of shows the difference between the two. And really the ultimate thing that I want to get out of this podcast and this conversation is to show people that anything is possible if you just get started. So just like Faya said a couple moments ago, so I kind of want to start this conversation. It's kind of funny. We were on the episode one, you talked about CrossFit and I don't know why you did like that was such a random thing. And it's funny (laughs) because I'm training for high rocks right now and it's, it's more of a CrossFit style competition, but I want to kind of dig into where you're at now. And you talked about going potentially coast to coast, definitely throughout Texas. 
a couple years ago, could you have fathomed where you're at now? Absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Mm. And also, I'm human, and I was not certain that it it would happen, and also certain that it would. I don't know if that how that makes sense, but it's it's just what it is. So that's why I just I really focus on what's the next right step for me, and I do take intentional time every day to visualize me at my best, me achieving my dreams, what I want to create, and then also like honoring the process of the day-to-day. At the end of the day, the only thing I have is today. I never have tomorrow. I never have yesterday. My entire life is a sum of today's, and that is super empowering to me because if I live today how I want to, then my life will turn out how I want it to turn out. And that that also keeps me honest with myself because I'm not my best every day. And some days I'll reflect back on my day and be like, you know what? That was a bit of a half-assed effort. Do I want to put a half-assed effort in? No, because I don't want to live a half-assed life. Okay, cool. And then What brought me success yesterday is not going to bring me success today. Today is its own day to practice the principles and values that are important to me. And my gosh, that's just a fun way to live, isn't it? For me, it is. So to answer your question, could I have envisioned where we are today? Yeah, absolutely. Just like I know 10 years from now when my company is 100 times bigger than it is, I would have seen it in my head already. Every cell in my body would have felt it already. And it will be like a deja vu moment. And I will also equally be humbled as fuck. Just like I am now. Like, wow. It's validating. You know, like, it's one thing to believe with certainty that you can achieve something. And then it's also like, wow. It wasn't just me that helped me get here. It was like you and so many other people. I I love that response because it it goes hand in hand with what he mentioned on episode one, which was talking about working out. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to win the CrossFit games, you have to visualize winning it prior to it. And then you have to show up each and every day and you can't half-ass any day. You got to put in the work every day. And then when you get to the games, it's like, you've already been there. And listening to that this morning was incredibly invigorating to me because like even sitting here right now with lighting and and two cameras and before we got on the podcast I'm laying on the ground taking photos in different ways like how much of a progression it has been since I released that first one April 2nd 2019 and now we're in 2021 it's cool to hear you kind of say 10 years from now when you you mention growth for me it's it's almost as if you're living in a dream because you know that growth is going to happen, but I'm so excited for who I'm going to become because I don't exactly know. Hmm. The reason that I'm kind of dialing into this thread is what scares a lot of people from starting is they don't exactly know. Along the, the path, what things have stayed the same within you and what things have you massively had to change? To go from, let's say, if we're talking zero to one, like Peter Thiel's book, right? One being you have a your billion dollar company. So we'd say you're probably like point one right now, right? You've made some progress. So from zero to that point one step, what has stayed the same within Fias and you've actually continued to grow and cultivate, and what has had to massively change? It all starts and ends with character for me. So what character traits, you know, what are the shadow sides of my character and my lower and higher self? You know, I could easily answer maybe a more materialistic answer about, well, I learned these financial skills and these marketing strategies. That's certainly there. But I think the thing that has transformed me the most is honesty, humility, vulnerability and continuing to learn how to lean into that, especially as we've grown our team. We have a lot of young people on our team, plenty of older people on our team as well. And 
I have a choice how I want to show up as a leader, right? And that all starts with how I talk to myself. So last year, there was major point where I, where I started to realize like who I am is I'm, I'm at my limit here in terms of how many people I can lead. This team is bigger than the container that, that I am able to hold. So I had to increase the size or quality of my container so that we could continue to grow. I was limiting our growth. I kind of always will be limiting our growth. And so really practicing self-examination, it's like it's not just self-help or personal development. Those are that's fine, that's true. But accountability, I think has been a big thing. You know when when I started when I started a business, it was out of an impulse of I don't want to go get a job i just want to be my own boss okay. it was out of ego it was out of it was out of yeah. ego and that has had to shift in a big way um and i still work on it you know that it goes back to this everyday concept is like okay today i'm gonna have opportunities to practice coming out of my lower self and getting into my higher self today i'm gonna have the opportunity to end a fear some fear will crop up at some point. I'll have the opportunity to help somebody. Like these are the opportunities that I have every day to practice those things. And when I just focus on that, all everything else starts to fall into place. Whereas when I'm trying to control everything, the ship feels totally unmanageable very quickly. And so just cultivating this honesty not just with others but with myself about my strengths and my weaknesses and not just strengths and weaknesses also fears and worries and anxieties and getting past the macho phase of my life where it was ah, i'm not fucking scared i'm gonna I'm, me just saying that was me repressing that fear rather than now developing practices where I can close my eyes and sit with a fear and say, well, what am I afraid of? Okay, I'm afraid of not being good enough. That one pops up for me all the time. So what, why am I afraid of not being good enough? Well, have I not been good enough in the past? No, I've always been good enough. I noticed uh, last year that going into almost every meeting, I would, I would have a little bit of anxiety that I wasn't going to be prepared, that I wasn't going to have the right answers, that I wasn't going to fill in the blank. And when I started to become aware of that, I just like got honest with myself. Okay, cool, Fias. I'm scared that I might not have the answers. And what? I can go and focus on maybe doing some more preparation or I can just go into the meeting with an open mind and understand that I have always figured it out to date, so I'll figure it out in this meeting. And now, you know, I don't really have that anxiety as much anymore. I have new anxieties. And so I sit silently with myself and I, and I, and I talk to myself, say, okay, why am I feeling this? Why do I feel this tightness in my chest? And so all that's to say is like if uh, somebody listening to this practices that within themselves, that doesn't mean that you're going to build a big business, but it will help. I think it will help you achieve whatever it is that you are supposed to achieve on your path. That's also something that I think I've matured in a little bit, really honoring and appreciating how we all have unique paths and not to judge other people for having bigger, smaller, even that is a wrong phrasing. Nobody's goals are bigger or smaller than mine. They're just different. And that's awesome, you know, versus being caught up in the rat race of zero sum game, whereas like I have to win and that means you have to lose or you know, my goal is better than your goal or, you know, my hustle is better than your hustle. It's like, what? Everything you're saying is, is giving me chills and I can't wait to re-listen to it. But what I realized is every goal comes with the sacrifice of another goal. For sure. So for instance, if you want to grow a really big business and you're going to be managing a lot of people, it's going to take time. And where is that going to take time away from? In our relationship, what I've seen you go through has helped me reduce my ego because in the beginning, it's like, I want to do something similar because you see the other person doing that. 
But for me, it's not who I am. Like I'm the guy that bounces around and does all these different things. And I like sports and I like, there's just different things that I'm a different human being. And it's interesting to hear you say that because I think a lot of people, especially in their friend groups, and I think you and I do a really great job of like a lot of, we have a very diverse group of people that we hang out with and our mentors and mentees to those same people. And all of our goals look very different, but the same at the same rate. What I mean by that is those goals all mean the same amount to all of us yeah. to achieve them. Yeah. But they look completely different. And for Faya is like maybe building your leadership team, seven people, whatever, however many numbers. That same feeling or that same goal means just as much to me as if I were to get on the podium at High Rocks, which neither at the end of the day, like me getting on or not getting on the podium or you building that team doesn't hurt each other at all. And I think a lot of people, what they do, especially in the corporate world, they rank one over the other rather than being like, Fias, how can I help you get that leadership team that you want to get? I might not have the experience in that, but maybe like, I don't know, maybe an outside perspective will help, right? And then vice versa. Maybe you have some knowledge that you picked up along the way, which you do with food (laughs) and creating that through your company that could help me in in the goal that I have. Reason I'm going down this whole path is that throughout this entire two year experience for me, I've noticed that my true passion and my true goal is conversations like this because my goal is to help your goal blossom, flourish, and thrive. The whole strive together, thrive together motto. The podcast is what I've realized is the best way to do that because it gives people a voice and a platform that might not necessarily have had it before. And I didn't know that until I started in April 2nd, 2019, March 26th, technically, because we looked that up too. (laughs) 2019 and somebody else to believe in that goal as much as mine. This kind of leads me to, okay, you talked about self-examination and you know, as a leader, like attaching your goals and your KPIs and OKRs to somebody else's is vital in a flourishing environment. How can someone learn to be self-examining to get to that point? What are some practical tips you have to people? On the previous episode, you mentioned meditation and things like that, and that's said a lot. But what are some like maybe what are some things unique to you that you think that you do, and maybe someone else could connect with that? Okay, I will share like my practices that I do for myself. Um, but my answer to that question is that it's not about knowledge. It's about practice. Mm. You know you're supposed to eat healthy. You can go, right? You can read. You're not going to get stronger by reading about push-ups, right? You're not going to get healthier by reading. That's the Gary Vee thing. Have you ever heard him say that? (laughs) I just, that's totally. I I love that. There's no, if I ever meet Gary Vee, I mean, it's just facts. It's like, listen, man, I wouldn't be who I am without listening to you in my ear for hundreds of hours while I was going through it. You know, it's so... How can you examine yourself? It's just like whip out a piece of paper and, you know, did I experience any fear, anxiety, worry, guilt, shame, anything today? Did I get angry? Did I get jealous? Okay, why? Who was it at? What did that trigger for me? Just do that. Like, just don't even pull out a piece of paper. Just do it on your phone. And that's it. That's that's truly it. I mean, so what do I do? Um, you know, I've talked about it on this podcast before that during the journey of building our business, I got sober several years ago. And how did I do that? It was practicing these principles that I'm talking about, like being of service, which is something that I learned from you in a big way. And it's literally doing an inventory or a reflection at night. Like, did I live up to my standard of myself today? Did my ego flare up at any point today? Why? And putting that down in front of me, and then you do that over time, this takes discipline. It also takes forgiveness of yourself when the consistency falls off. 
don't punish yourself for not being consistent. Just jump back on the horse. That's what I mean by it doesn't matter if you're on day 33 in a row. Fuck that. Fuck the streak. I used to be obsessed with my streaks. It doesn't matter. Day 37 is no more important than day three of trying to do something 100 days in a row. All I have is today. What's up, guys? I'd like to take a second to thank you for tuning in to this episode with Fias. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. But before we get back into it, I have an opportunity I want to tell you about. As we all know, life is hard. It can beat you down, have you feeling low, and make it seem like you are alone. I'm here to remind you, though, that the most worthwhile journeys, they are not meant to be taken alone. And right now, you have the ability to take action and join others, including myself, on the mission to make every heartbeat count. Head over to cjfinley.com and sign up for my daily newsletter, where I will be giving you information, impactful stories, tips and tricks, and access to a community who are focused on making an impact above and beyond themselves. You'll also have the perk of exclusive giveaways, potential shoutouts, and possibly even some collaborations. The least that will happen is you will walk away into every day with an extra pep in your step. My promise is that I will always do my best to help you thrive on life. And this newsletter is one of the best ways for me to help you do so. So if you're looking to get to the next level of your life, connect with like-minded individuals and have a daily dose of info that will help you thrive, sign up for my newsletter at cjfinley.com. Now let's get back into the conversation with Fayez Rana. Right, so I'm just focused on practicing what I know makes me feel healthy and whole today. Just because I meditated yesterday doesn't mean that that's going to keep me in a peaceful state today. I had to meditate again this morning, and I may meditate again later in the evening. So, yeah, I meditate as close to every day as I can. Some days it doesn't happen. Um, And I do do this inventory type of stuff. And also there's like a lot of little things I do like, I'll just go step outside in between meetings and like look up at a tree into the sky for like 43 seconds. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll take a few deep breaths and I'll just like look at the tree and okay, get back down, you know, let, let my nervous system calm down a little bit and go back in. And that's just stuff that my younger self, I'm 28, so whatever, my early 20s would have been like, I, fucking, you need to hustle in that time. Like I need to hustle all throughout the day from the moment <laughs> I rise to the moment I go to sleep, I'm hustling. <laughs> and that, and, 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 uh, you know, that landed me in some pretty dark places because who I am is a, a multidimensional, multifaceted person. I have needs across the spectrum. Yes, my professional goals are part of that, but I also have a loving partner that I I want to show up for. I have family that I want to show up for. I have me that I want to show up for. And so it's like I expanded my lens of productivity. You know, productivity doesn't just apply to working hours, like working on my career. You know, I get up and leave the office and I go work out in the middle of the day because I know that that makes me feel good. Because between like one and three, I begin to become useless personally. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go work out rather than sit here and be miserable at myself because I'm not like doing the high quality work I want to be doing. If I really need to, I will go outside and I will bust out 10 minutes of meditation, 30 minutes of meditation in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? I know not everybody can do that, but it's like, okay. One minute. How do you get, start? Just start. Like, you can't do 10 minutes. Do one how, minute. Do one minute. It, it's, I mean, so nothing that I've said here is new information because what I'm, all I can share with you is that it's not about information. It's not about knowledge. It's about practice. There is certain knowledge that becomes helpful, right? If you don't have any tools, a tool is always helpful. It's truly, it's like 99% practice. And hammer is useless knowledge. if you don't have a nail to hit. Totally. It's kind of how I look at it. But a hammer is useless if you don't have a nail to hit. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to bash somebody over the head with it? Like, what am I going to do with a hammer? Yeah. Like, it's a great tool when you need a hammer. Well, if you don't, and I'll, I'll, I'll flip this. Have you ever been in a time when you have a hammer and when you don't, when you have a nail that you need to hit and you don't have a hammer, you're like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> you start using a wrench, you start using whatever, right? And it sucks. 
so if you have that tool, it definitely helps, but you also have to understand when those tools are helpful and when they're yeah. useless. And I think a lot of people are going around collecting useless tools these days. And a lot of it has to do with, I think, social media and just like keeping up with the Joneses and seeing everybody else, totally. um, especially meditation. It's just like meditation is a, is a great tool, but I think what happens these days is, oh, I need the app to meditate. <laughs> I need yeah. to, I need to be in a certain place. I need to be in a certain room. I need, and people are creating these constraints rather than just meditate. Like, you went to the bathroom before we started and I meditated while you were in there. Yeah. I so, just closed my eyes and took a breath. Yeah. That's meditation. That's and meditation. I think it's cool to hear you say this because it relates heavily to me, especially the part with the midday stuff. I think that's where I was failing in my, in my mid twenties too, was the hustle. Like I, like I, I want to say nine out of 10 arguments in my marriage and prior to marriage, one, 100% my fault at some capacity because it was a culmination of me doing habits that I thought I needed to do hmm. because I was only being productive in a certain silo, which was like my fitness and my business. But I wasn't necessarily waking up every day being like, how do I become a better husband or man? How do I take care of myself so that I'm not like shitting myself every, every day? Like there's certain things. So it, it's nice to hear you say that because it makes me reflect and be like, Hmm, that's kind of the areas that I've looked to improve from, I'd say 27 to now I'm 30 past three years have been transformative for me. I used to laugh at meditation. Oh, I can't meditate. I remember specifically, we have a friend Shay. He mm -hmm. took me to deep Eddie pool. I, it was probably three years ago, three summers ago. And we go there and we're swimming and whatever. He's like, oh, let's go meditate. <laughs> and we go up, we walk up, sit on next to a tree or something. And like, I gave it 30 seconds. And then I just opened my eyes and just start looking around and stuff like that. And he's just chilling there. The problem wasn't that I opened my eyes. The problem was I couldn't just chill yeah. and, and just let go and just surrender to you know what? Even if my eyes open, just like let it go. Let everything go. Look at the tree. Look at the sky. Look at this. Rather in my head, I'm beating myself up like, oh, I can't do this or I couldn't, couldn't do that or this is stupid or it's just not for me. And the reason I'm telling this for people is I know a lot of people struggle with that. So some of the things that I've done over the years is like you were saying, like maybe you don't have the 10 minutes or 30 minutes. I took it as every morning, you can do, everyone can do this. You're already leaving the house probably. Well, we're in COVID. A lot of people are staying home, but like open your front door, go outside, stare at the sky. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Like literally I love my, the, the house that we have. The, the biggest blessing I think is the sun rises right in front of my house. Mm. So I just walk outside and I just, I can literally sit there on my front porch and the sun just rises up. I think that has been a major player for me in like my circadian rhythm and like recovering mm -hmm. and like starting a day with intent is like seeing the sun come up. Second thing, the middle of the day that you said, I've noticed that I literally, no matter what the day has in store, I will schedule in going to Squatch, which is our gym here, or going for a run. Like on Mondays, I run at 11 a.m., and getting sun. So not just the, so if you don't have the ability to work out or something midday, the reason I'm telling, saying this is go out and just go on a walk and get some sun. Yeah. The amount that'll do for your creativity is crazy. And then the last thing to relate to you with the meditation a little bit is the in-between moments when you were talking about like the yeah. 43 seconds. When you're in the shower, what are you thinking about? Naval Ravikant said something that really hit home with me. He's like, when I brush my teeth, I just want to fucking brush my teeth. Why am mm -hmm. I thinking about all these other things? Totally. Right? So for me, my the thing that I've been practicing is just like being in the present moment where if I'm taking a shower, man, I just want to take a shower and enjoy the water, the fact that I have hot water and like that I can breathe and just breathe in and out. And man, three years ago, I would have laughed so hard at what we're talking about now. That's the cool <laughs> thing about like what, two years from now, we talk about laughing at ourselves when we listen to this again. What we know then that we'll laugh at? Um, well, just to jump off of that, I mean, I know a lot of folks and I used to meditate as if it was a goal. 
like mm. you know on headspace you can rack up that streak like okay i'm gonna meditate so i can i can hit that that 20 day streak or whatever fine but actually it's really it doesn't have to be about creating 30 minutes in the day i'm meditating right now as i practice truly listening to you and not thinking about the next thing i want to say for me that's meditation is that what you were saying about sitting on a hill like can i just sit here and be happy and the answer is hopefully yes because i i have a goal to build a very big impactful business right but am i going to be any happier when my business is doing a hundred million dollars in sales versus what it's doing now um no it's going to be the same day the sun will rise the sun will set I may have left my underwear on the floor and get an angry text from my wife. You know, the things of the day will be the same. I will get hungry. I will need to go work out. I will breathe through the same lungs. And so I do have big goals. I want to be wealthy. I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z things. However, I am happy today. And I will practice the things that make me feel happy, healthy, and whole today. Because then when I do have a company that's doing whatever revenue, I'll be the same guy. I'm not going to be like, hold on a second. We just went public and I'm not any happier. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be happy when that bell rang. I thought the angels were supposed to descend upon me <laughs> and they were going to, the crowds would lift me and I would become the best thing on planet Earth. No, dude. I used to think in terms of these, not that extravagant of a visual, but like these moments when we arrive, when we arrive in life. Okay, when I get that degree, I'm going to be happy. Or when I get to fucking this weight, I'm going to be happy or whatever it is. How can you be happy now? How can I be happy now? And that is something that's really important to me. Yeah. I like that. And for me, I've realized finding happiness stems a lot from what makes me unhappy. Mm. Because just like you talked about kind of expanding, what you call it, your container to help mm. lead better. For me, I put myself in a petri dish. I started doing a lot of research into if you change your cells, like one cell in your body, mm. you change your body, right? Mm. And a lot of people think like you have these massive goals. I want to change the world. Mm. But if you wake up and you meditate, you already changed the world. No matter mm. every action you have changes the world at some capacity. It's like the butterfly effect, right? So I started looking at myself in a Petri dish. Okay, CJ's in a Petri dish. What would you feed him and what would you not allow into that Petri dish? So one thing I started doing this year is heavily becoming sober. I've only had three drinks this entire year, right? That's, that's huge for someone like me who has for 10 years, more than 10 years, drank like at a heavy capacity and then even smoking less and not just no substances other than vitamins mm. coming into my body and caffeine here and there and looking at myself and saying, okay, there's been times in my life where drinking made me extremely unhappy. And like the reason that made me unhappy is who I acted as when I drank. Smoking weed, times that were unhappy. I smoked weed because that time was unhappy. It was a reaction, okay? Then I looked into why was I unhappy in the first place? Probably something I did that I didn't like within myself, which caused me to want to numb myself. Yes. Okay, let's go deeper into that. So now you have this Petri dish and you're like, how do I just get rid of all those things that made me unhappy? And what you're left with is this thriving cell mm. that then can replicate. Because that's the thing. We're all just a bunch of cells. We're either killing ourselves and making more dead cells or making more thriving cells. And that's how cancer comes about. It's just like, the people that have that get cancer, the cancer cells just continue to multiply. Right. So the way to beat that is how do you get them to stop replicating? In my eyes, in my belief, it's having great cells to begin with so that if any bad cells do come up, they're just crushed. And I'm actually reading a book called uh, Fabri Fueled right now, and they talk a lot about gut bacteria and how 
the problem with everyone's gut is the fact that it's not that they have too much bad bacteria. They just don't have enough good to fight it. Like we're, mm. we're all, we're all an ecosystem ourselves mm. and we've all been given the tools. Like we said, the hammer, like we already have the tools. Mm-hmm. We didn't need technology to give us more tools, like the body and the environment. We're all connected to the soil, to the trees, to the sun, to the rain. Everything is connected. We have all the tools and we've basically been fucking ourselves up. And then <laughs> even though we love business, people take advantage of that fact and provide tools that, again, what are you going to do with a hammer if you don't have the nail? And we're hurting ourselves. So when I think about happiness, a lot of it has to do with things that make me unhappy. And the whole reason I went down this thread was throughout this process, it is very stressful and getting to the revenue and getting to all that stuff that you want to achieve. What in your life have you found has brought you that unhappiness and what do you think other people are doing on a daily basis that they don't realize really is what causes that unhappiness and a great instance for me would be purchasing things it's i forget what the actual saying is for it but you're really excited to buy something because everybody else is buying it and then you buy it and then you're just buyer's remorse buyer's remorse right so that's one thing where it's like you thought it was going to make you happy and then it didn't but in terms of like your life and your business, where have there been th- where have there been ways where you thought you were gonna be happy, but then ultimately it led to, ugh, that was the that was the wrong arena that I just put myself in. I think any time that I externalize happiness is I'm setting myself up for failure. I will be happy when I fill in the blank is a recipe for unhappiness, I think. And where in your life specifically? Was it degrees? Was it cars? Was it house? Like, what did it look like for you? So, sorry, I'm a very conceptual person, so I talk in abstracts a lot. It's fine. I'm actually interested in this question, like, because I I would love to know. Ask the question one more time so I can answer. Like, for you, like, practically. So, for me, I thought an engineering degree would lead to money, Hmm. which would make me happy but we ultimately know the end of that story. Oh, I mean, sure. I thought when we would do a million dollars in revenue, like that I would feel like really great about that. How did you, how did you feel when you hit that? Good. Like, cool. I felt proud of myself. I allowed myself that like, good job, dude. Like you, you'd never done that before. That's awesome. Is that all I want to do? No. Now my horizon's even further. And it's not it's not about getting to that destination. It's just like that process of fun and grappling with myself to see what I can pull off. And that is exciting. But to answer the question, it's really at the end of the day, it's about how am I talking to myself in my own head? All my unhappiness stems from there. You hit the nail on the head. You said, when did I think something would make me happy and it didn't? It's all about my thinking. Every day, every moment, when I'm in the shower, when I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm listening to you, when I'm driving, I don't need to carve out time to have positive thoughts. I have thoughts every moment of the day. What are they? If somebody pulled out all the thoughts in my head and threw them out on a wall in front of me, would I cringe? Or would I be like, wow, what a what a beautiful mosaic? I mean, there are certain days where I'm like, if that happened, I would be like, holy shit, dude, be nicer. Be nicer to yourself. And so that's what I mean by these daily practices. It's like getting better at being kind to myself because when I'm kind to myself, and we can get into what that means, being kind to oneself, it means something different for different people, but it then removes all the toxicity of the negative thoughts that remove that diminishes my ability to hustle cuz then i need to go numb myself or i need to go and oh just like i just need to like fucking sit down and i need to i need to treat myself cuz i feel like i feel like shit well that's just because i've built up toxicity in my body from from negative thoughts and so if I can stay in a positive frame of mind, 
I don't need to uh, numb myself as much or at all. That was a revelation for me when I was getting sober. Staying sober is a daily thing. I asked somebody who had been sober for like decades. I was like, so what do you do for a release? It's like, so what do you do? How do you get that release? He said, I don't need a release. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't need a release. And now, now I somewhat get it. I'm still getting it more and more. So I try not to externalize my happiness into achievements that doesn't take away from the fact that I want to achieve those things. I still want to hit $100 million in revenue. My happiness is not contingent on that. And I think from my experience with the team that we have, and we have book clubs and we talk about these things, and there's there can be a feeling of guilt or confusion. Well, it's like, okay, if I won't be happy by getting the law degree, then does that mean that I don't need to get the law degree? Does that mean I just need to sit under a tree for the rest of my life? No. It's about reorienting your relationship to the goal. It's about reorienting your relationship to why you do what you do. So am I going after, we're we're, uh, launching a fundraiser and we'll be raising a million dollars. Am I raising a million dollars because it's going to make me feel like the shit, like I'm the fucking best? Like I'm so fucking great? Or I would have proved something to somebody? Or am I just really excited to, to see how I pull it off? Because there is a part of me that's like, oh man, you've never done that before. Can I do that? I've never done that before. And like I said earlier, sitting, honoring the fact that yes, I, I am feeling that. And then the excitement of like, okay, well, let's jump into the deep end anyways, even though I've never done it before and I'm not totally sure how to do it, but this process of of figuring it out, going for it, and then when it does happen, looking back, patting myself on the shoulder, be like, man, dude, look at what you can do. And then just, it's so fun to stack those things up. That's what this whole podcast is about. That's why we did episode one and we're on episode 100 and we're looking back and being like, man, isn't that awesome? And I think going back to what we were talking about earlier about being of service to others, helping other people, it's not only like what can, what knowledge can I share with you? What connection can I give you? It's not just material things. It's you can be of service to other people by by being your best self, by living your truth, by st- facing yourself. That gives other people the courage to face themselves. You know what I mean? Like if Shay wasn't pursuing his best self and he wasn't sharing that journey, I wouldn't have known to reach out to him when I needed help. If you weren't doing what you're doing and, and facing yourself and your shortcomings and leaning into your dreams, then I wouldn't have known to connect with you. You can be of service to others by by leaning into your own, own Telling your story and, is what I kind of like think about. It's just like, I think a lot of people don't think that their story is worthy enough because they shelter the issues that they have and the problems that they have. I record a lot of content, right? And I'm not afraid to just like look stupid now. But I remember what it was like filming 30 times in a row because it had to be perfect. Now, when it started to hit was when I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just filming 30 times. Like, I'm just going to do it one time, just fucking put it out and see what happens. And then you start seeing that like people like that part of the story because it gives them the courage to put out that side of their own story. Totally. That they're not perfect and that they don't have it all figured out. Just like you said earlier, like your fear was of not having the answers. Yeah. Will I be good enough? But the thing that I always say to myself is the more you know, the more you know you don't know. Mm-hmm. So the more that I feel like I don't know shit, I'm actually patting myself on the back more because it means that I actually know more <laughs> because I'm I'm seeking hard information. And what it makes me think of is another Naval Ravikant quote where he says, Happiness is just peace in motion. So the start to finding happiness is finding peace. Hmm. And I was never 
able to find peace in my life, in my relationships, in my community until I moved to Austin, Texas. And I found other people that were trying to find peace within themselves. And ultimately, I think that's what we're all after is just like, how can I be at peace with myself and not need a release without using any of these other substances or external validational things that you're talking about? I don't validational. I don't even know if that's a word. Um, again, another sign of like, just fucking do shit. Like, uh, imperfection. Yeah. And it's really being at peace with, I am imperfect. Mm. And the only thing I can do, and I love how you talk about today's, all we have is today. So I write a daily newsletter and I, man, I make grammar errors. I make, there's so many mistakes I make in this thing on a daily basis. And one of the things that I think I want to inspire most, not I think, I know I want to inspire other people to do is I know that grammatically I will never be that great. Like just, it'll never happen, but it doesn't stop me from putting it out because I'm at peace with saying, you know what? I have these ideas. I want to put them out in the world. And anybody that has a problem with me spelling things wrong, like, that is more of a sign that something internally inside them is not at peace than it is with me. Yeah, being at peace. What you were talking earlier about understanding what makes you unhappy. And I think to some extent you can you have control over removing yourself from environments, relationships, activities, behaviors that make you unhappy. And also there are uncontrollables in mm -hmm. life where other people, you, you can't control everything, right? So yeah. un, uh, things that make you unhappy may float within your, your day. And so it's, again, reorienting that relationship with the external things. It, nobody should have, nobody, no thing should have the ability to ruin the peace and joy that I have within myself. You just hit the nail on the head of what I was trying to think about what I had thought about prior in the conversation. And this, the fact that I forgot about it, I'm going to pat myself on the back here is, is good because the biggest difference between episode one and now is active listening mm. and me like just not trying to think of the next question or the next thing. It just comes to me. Positive thoughts lead to positive action. The reason we live in such a negative world is people aren't taking enough positive action. They take negative actions. But if you look at the root cause, I'm a root cause analysis type of person, it's because everyone inside their head is fighting a war that none of us know about. Mm. And the people that are creating the most positive action, all they have is the most positive thought. So if I, I take you as the type of guy that if I punch you straight in the face, you're going to ask me why I punched you rather than punch me right back. And that's what everybody should strive to get towards is, if I'm the person, and by punch, I don't necessarily always mean physically punch. I mean, like, maybe we get in a car accident and That's I literally run a, true. a red light. Maybe it's at work and someone drops a whole case of food that was supposed to go to one of your customers and it was running late already, right? When you get punched, how do you respond? And Mike Tyson has a saying, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. And that's every day. I have a plan for my day, right? Somebody far older and wiser, a mentor you could call it, said this. He asked me this morning, he's like, so what's your plan for the day? So I told him, like, okay, I have a meeting at this time. I'm going to go to record a podcast. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. He's like, he said, okay. He said, have you ever considered that that's your plan and not the universe's plan? Wow. I was like, no, I had not considered that. And so, you know, we thought about it and talked about it. And, and he says, well... Leave space for what the universe has planned for you as well. It's good to have your own plans and also be open to like what life has to bring you today. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's good. It's that relationship between what I have control of, like what I plan, and also having a good relationship with what I don't have control of which is going to happen. It ha has happened every day of my life. I've never, I've never really had a day that went perfectly planned like i could control everybody in every moment in all environments that's unrealistic and so yeah i, I just wanted to share that because that was that was pretty profound for me it's literally every little thing so like it makes me think about every little instance of like walking out your front door did you forget something that was the universe. You didn't plan to forget that. Yeah. Ultimately, you would have planned not to forget anything.
I'm going to be walking away with something with that because I'm the type of guy that is running from thing to thing to thing. Exactly. It's just like how many in, integral moments in my life. And I think going back to the beginning of our conversation and how we met, I think that's another shared quality is allowing, even though you might not have noticed it, allowing the universe to kind of mold us. Because otherwise, if you weren't, if you didn't have that personality trait, it's like, well, I don't really know who this guy is or what we're going to talk about or what's going to come of it, but I just trust in the universe. And that's another thing that I think, again, stems from positive thought, going into the meeting with a positive thought. And no matter what, and I have a very good story. It's, it's short, but I'm not going to call the person out, but I was... I was at a meetup one time and it was a, a, uh, a panel event at Galvanize and a couple of us were going and one of the people that we were with showed up late and he was all mad because he missed like the good parts because he got there and like the last half an hour kind of dragged. It wasn't that we didn't really take anything from it. The problem was that word take. He had showed up to take something from that event, not give something to the event. So at the end of the event, we have this whole social thing going on and whatever, and he doesn't really go up and talk to anybody or mingle or take anything from the event because mm -hmm. he never gave anything to the event. So when we, we went out to dinner afterwards and we sat down and he had come to me with kind of the struggle he had, and I phrased this question at him. I was like, what did you bring? What energy did you bring into this event when you got here? You were late, so you're already upset with yourself. You're upset in these kind of ways. And then you didn't even give it a chance to accept something from that event. Because at the end of the event, you could have walked up to every person and shaken their hand and said, how can I help you today? And I guarantee you would have took away something from that event if you did that. And the look on his face was paramount to my own life because I saw the look on his face and it made me think how many times in my life have I done that same thing? How many times have I gotten my car already heated and kind of had a premonition that this was going to be a certain way rather than just leaning into the principles that you've been talking to this whole talking on this podcast this whole time and saying, how can I be at peace in this moment? And then whatever happens in the next moment, be at peace as well. And ultimately as I'm in motion, that peace makes me happy because I'm able to control what I can control. And that's the second thought in my mind, not necessarily the first. I kind of have one last question and it's more, personal because I do, do use these times to play catch up a little bit. What are some of your personal goals coming into the next year or two outside of prep to your door and outside of prep to your door? Yeah, outside of prep to your goal. What, what are some of your personal goals? Got um, it. Well, been... I have to throw up prep to your door goals real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to raise a million dollars this summer. Hell yeah. Uh, trying to double our Not trying. Yeah, we will. We will raise a million dollars. We will double our business this year, and then goals outside of that. I'm getting married in November. You're going to be one of my groomsmen. Thank you. So I want to, you know, I have just a goal of like elevating how I show up as a husband, being very conscious about this. My relationship with Heather has is undergoing a pretty significant transformation because we both had an awareness that we had gotten comfortable with each other. And it's like, what kind of husband do I want to be? What kind of son do I want to be to my parents? What kind of boss do I want to be? These are like very important things to me. And forget the titles. It's just like, what kind of person do I want to be? It's really to be as close to my highest self as I can be. I, I mean, I, I have very tangible, practical OKRs like I, I do. It, but it, it's all geared towards just being a better person, me, just being a better me. So, yeah, those are my personal goals. What are yours? Pretty much the same. Um, I say kiss all the time on here. Keep it super simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. yeah, keep it super simple. And I'm always trying to narrow down, like, what are what is the one metric or the big domino that flips everything else? The struggle you have is just like, again, for instance, in my case, um, I'm training for something right now. So if I'm going to be training hard and really focus on myself, I have to sacrifice. You do sacrifice. There's not like time is the thing we can't get back, right? So you sacrifice in those areas. And so for me, I've been redefining what it looks like 
to be my best version of myself mm-hmm. because when I was a kid and I wrote about this the other day, I watched Space Jam every day, like literally every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom can attest to this. I wanted to be a professional athlete so bad. The only thing that I would watch on TV when I was like age five to when I left the house at 18 was ESPN. Mm. My brother played video games. He watched cartoons, still does. I, don't, I never did any of that. And I never really asked myself why until I got sober, like in the past six months. Like, And by sober, I, I want to clarify to everybody out there. Like, I wasn't drinking every night of the week. Like, Sober to the thoughts of everyone else. Sober to the beliefs of what my family thought I should be doing mm-hmm. or anything. It was like I became clear on what it is I was put on this earth for. And one of those things was I always loved sports. I was a four-sport athlete, and I, I dialed into one sport because society told me that I should focus on one to try and get a scholarship. Rather, I loved just being on multiple teams at a time. That's why I love being a part of multiple communities. And all, like the same traits are showing up. So once I got sober, I'm able to like dial into, okay, why? So then I played one sport and then I gave up that sport to get the career. And then I gave up to, to career and now back to square one. Cause I'm like, what the fuck's my career, right? I have to mm. create it. So my goal at this point is to push my body and this is why I think I like sports because every day I showed up, I got better and I would show up when nobody else wanted to show up. So the reason I was really good at sports wasn't because of game day. It was because when everyone else was doing whatever else that they were doing, I was shooting in front of my house, a hockey ball into the net over and over and over again. And the reason that I think I did that coming back to our whole discussion, it brought me peace mm. doing the same thing over and over and over again and seeing it get better, like right in front of my eyes. Literally, I mean, it gives me chills right now because that's the podcast. Mm. Why do I record every single one? Everyone thinks I record every podcast or I film every podcast because I want clout or because I want more people to see it. No, it's because I am obsessed with seeing how I can make it just one ounce better mm. each and any time for both myself and for the guests over and over and over and over and over again. Because that right there means more than money will ever mean to me is to be able to say, hey, I went into this with, we have this picture, everyone listening, we have a picture of my $25 lav mic set sitting on a Whole Foods table compared to what I have now which is thousands of dollars of gear and knowing that I earned that gear. I didn't just on day one go out and buy all this stuff. It was like, no, repetition, 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 repetition. Mm. So in one sentence to say like what my goals are, it's to push my body, mind, and spirit to their absolute limit because when it comes my time, I want to have known that that's what I did. And I want to inspire other people to do that same thing. And one thing that really helped was I'm in this men's group and we had to write our obituary and I didn't write one. Everyone wrote their obituary and who would talk at their funeral and stuff like that. And I said, I don't want anybody to talk. I don't want anybody to get up. I want them to pull up my social media accounts and I want them to play videos of all the people that are that I got to hang out with and talk to and create with and build things with because at the end of the day that's why I'm here on earth I'm not here on earth for you to get up there and like I'm a flawed person I'm not here for you to get up there and talk about my the things that were good about me or anything like that I want a projector to show the feelings that were had from every step that I took because of the fact that I can dial into, if I push myself to my limits, maybe it'll encourage other people. And what I mean by that, because I don't want anybody to construe it in the wrong way. I don't mean like killing myself to be the best and beat other people and do these things. I mean like, how do I push my limit to be the best husband, to be the best father, to be the best friend, to show up for Fias at his wedding, to fly home, 
and visit my parents when I know that I, I have a lot going on in my business and in my community, but I can still make it happen because I'm going to get the right vitamins. I'm going to recover. I'm going to sleep enough so I can push myself to that limit. That's what I want to do. And I want to encourage other people to do that. So sorry that was long winded, but I've been thinking about this almost in a depressive state for the mm. past month because I feel a huge transition in where I want to go and what I want to do on this earth. Um, and I've been re-listening to the book Essentialism. I don't know if you've listened to it by Greg McKeon, but like being able to let go. And that's the other thing that we'll have mm -hmm. to talk about on another podcast with talking about kind of like unhappiness and, and fears. It's just like most people are afraid to let go of stuff. And that's why negative thought happens up. It's like, oh, I worked so hard and I got this thing now to keep this thing. Now I got to keep it. But yeah. it's like, no, you don't. Like, why can't you just appreciate what you got to? One instance is this office. I had a completely different plan for what we were supposed to do with this office. Then COVID hits. So I could either sit here and like hold with my, hold on so tightly and be like, it has to become this one thing. Mm. Or just say, you know what? It was a great idea. Just the wrong timing. Mm. Now let's go focus on the next thing. Mm -hmm. And people like yourself have been a massive help in being able to do that. Seeing you guys continue to mold and shift and gives me the confidence. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, thank you. For the past couple of years, it's been, it's been awesome. And I can't wait to laugh at this episode again two years from now because who the hell knows where we're going to be recording from. But before we wrap up, I'd love to give the opportunity for two things. One, whatever you want to say to the audience. And then two, how can the audience connect with you these days? Yeah. I guess the last thing I would say is my word of the day is practice. That's the best we can do. Practice who you want to be. I'm trying to practice who I want to be. And, you know, this whole hour that we've talked, it was a lot of knowledge and sharing words i truly believe that if if anybody is to sit down quietly with themselves they'll be able to hear exactly what it is that they need to do for themselves and so i would just ask you kindly listener to do that for yourself like create some space and give yourself permission to hear yourself um, so that you can Practice the things that you want to practice to become the person you want to be. And uh, if we can all help each other by helping ourselves and one another, then uh, that's going to be a life well lived. So that's that. You can find me uh, Prep to Your Door on all social medias, preptoyourdoor.com. Fias Rana, you're not going to be able to spell that, so you're going to have to look in the show notes <laughs> at Fias Rana on all platforms because who else has that name? And uh, yeah, thrive on. <laughs> Heck yeah. There is one last question. Mm -hmm. I think, no, did we ask, I think we asked you on a previous episode what this year, what does thriving mean to you? Have we asked you that? No, but I think... Let's uh, go for it. What thriving means to me is practicing who I want to be every day. I love that. Simple as always, man, there's so many takeaways from this episode. And at the end of every single one, I, I kind of reflect and, and think of like, what was the biggest takeaway from me? I really want, love what your mentor said to you. Yeah. That what does the universe have planned for you? That as somebody who is literally trying to get rid of scar tissue of impatience <laughs> over his life, like literally just scarred with being impatient mm. um, just from experiences and, and how I, I grew up and just myself and the, the, the problems that I've created for myself, being able to maybe look at the universe as your friend and showing grace and respect and kindness, like you said, and just allowance for those little moments rather than controlling those little moments. So it's super big for me, man. Episode 100, wrapping it up. It's kind of hard for me to press stop on this one. Not going to lie, but anybody who has listened to one through 100, your ears, your thoughts, your heartbeats, just the time that you've spent with me, the energy that you've spent, 
we cannot get that back. And I don't take that lightly. It means a lot to me. And I, I can't wait to go from 100 to 1000. But just like Faya said, like I'm, I'm focused on 101 and beyond from there. And the best way that I can make this a better experience for everyone all around is if you could be so kind to reach out to me and let me know what you thought about this episode and previous ones. And I don't care whether you thought it was shit or, or it was great. Um, if you thought it was shit, tell me how to make it better. If you thought it was great, tell me why, because then I can replicate that. Um, and let's build a relationship around helping each other get better. So that's something that I've been preaching this whole time from one to 100, and I'm going to continue preaching it. And if you can just go, if you're on Apple, give us a five star, write us a review. Um, it helps more than you know, because it'll help Fiza's story and everybody else that's a guest on here get out there more. That's how they kind of rank it. So I appreciate your support. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. I hope all of you are having an amazing May so far. I love y'all. Thrive on. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.